First Kings chapter 3, <laughs> that will we end. But let me talk about this. There are three disciplines that should be a part of all believers' lives. They are prayer, fasting, and giving, all right? Prayer, fasting, and giving. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus addresses all three topics in his Sermon on the Mount. All three disciplines will work for children of God, whether you separately or jointly. This lesson is designed to explore the benefits of pleasing God with giving and prayer. Amen? With your giving and prayer. Let's look at 1 Kings chapter 3. I'm going to read verses 5 uh, through 16. And it reads, In Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. And God said, Ask what I shall give thee. Boy, what if God just asked you, man, whatever you want. Just think about what you ask for. Don't ask for it out loud, because some of y'all might shouldn't be asked for it. And Solomon said, Thou hast showed unto thy servant David, my father, great mercy, according as he walked before thee in truth and in righteousness, and in uprightness of heart with thee, and thou hast kept from him this kindness, thou hast kept for him his great kindness, that thou hast given him a son to sit on his throne at as it is this day. And now, O Lord, my God, thou hast made thy servant king instead of David, my father, and I am but a child. I am but a child. I know not how to go out for, or come in. And thy servant is in the midst of thy people, which thou hast chosen a great people that cannot be numbered nor counted for multitude. Can't even count the blessing you gave me. Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people, that I may discern between good and bad, for who is able to judge this thy so great a people. And the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. And God said unto him, Because thou hast asked this thing, and hast not asked for thyself long life, neither hast asked riches for thyself, nor hast asked the life of thine enemies, but hast asked for thyself understanding to discern judgment, behold, I have done according to thy words. Lo, I have given thee wise and understanding heart so that there was none like thee before thee, neither after thee shall any arise like unto thee. And I have also given thee that which thou hast not asked, both riches and honor, so that there shall not be any among the kings like unto thee all thy days. And if thou would walk in my ways to keep my statutes and my commandments as thy father David did walk, then I will lengthen thy days." And Solomon awoke, and behold, it was a dream. And he came to Jerusalem and stood before the ark of the covenant of the Lord and offered up burnt offerings and offered peace offerings and made a feast to all his servants. Wow. Wow, that's awesome. He didn't ask for any of the riches or anything, but God gave it to him anyway. What do we always talk about in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33? Seek ye first what? The kingdom of God and his righteousness. And what? All. Some of these things? Huh? Most of these things? A lot of these things? All, right? All these things we add on you. Your house, your car, your bank account, your career, your family, your wife, your husband. All these things will be added unto you if you seek the will of God. 
That's the secret of success, doing whatever God has asked you to do. That's how you get paid, yes. You can buy real estate, yes. You can invest, yes. You can play the stock market, yes. You can put money in your 401k. But the main investment you need to do is to make sure you seek whatever the will God has for you in your life. When you do that, oh my God, you will be blessed. Oh my God, if you seek him, he will bless you beyond your wildest imagination. He'll give you a good measure, blessing, pressed down, shaken together, and run it over. Oh my God, how blessed will you be? He said, you'll be blessing your coming and blessing your going. What? You'll be blessing the valley and blessing the field. You'll be the head and not the tail above and not beneath the lender and not the borrower. If you seek ye first the kingdom. Man, that ought to make you shout. Lord, have mercy. If you didn't have a good measure of blessing, your children wouldn't know who Santa Claus was. Who Santa Claus? <laughs> because God gave you a good measure of blessing. Press down, shaking together, and running over. And he will give you more the more you seek him and the more you chase him. Stop chasing money. If you chase God, the money will chase you. If you chase God, the blessing will overtake you. You won't even be able to outrun the blessings. Sometimes you'll just go out of half one. Let me see if I can outrun his blessings. <laughs> I ain't going to never try that hard. I'm going to let it kiss me. <laughs> but I'm saying he said the blessings will overtake you. You don't have to look for them. Solomon prayed a prayer. He said, look here, God, give me wisdom to judge your people. Give me wisdom to do what it is you put me on earth to do. That's really what he was saying because he was the king. Show me how to do what it is that you have me doing. Show me how to do it better. Show me how to lead your people. Show me how to do it and don't worry about anything else. And God said, you know what? Since you didn't answer that, I'm going to give you everything in my hand. If you seek the face of God, you can have everything in his hand. Do you hear what I'm saying? If you seek his face, oh, come on, somebody. Oh, come on, somebody. When, I don't know who got grandkids. I don't have none. But you got grandkids. You got kids. And when they come up to you and hug you because they just love you for you, don't you just want to get them more stuff? Huh? Have you ever had a child, you had to whip a child, and they go back to you crying, and they come to you because they know you whipped them for the right reason, and they come and cry to you, and you be looking like, oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? That's how it is when you love God and you trust him, even when he chastises you, even when he's straightening you out, even when he punishes you. Oh, my God, he will bless you. I just wanted you to know that. So in Christmas, we always talk about getting these gifts and getting these presents. But I had to teach you because you already got, if you listen to a Daniel Rewound and gave you the 12 days of Christmas, everybody keep asking me to preach. I preach that like three, four years in a row. Got tired of preaching the 12 days of Christmas. But we put it on, we put it out there, it's out there, and you got some Christmas stuff. And thank the Deacon Dawson, you already learned about Advent and all that and all the people he had up there. So you know Advent. So what I want you to understand is that Jesus is the reason for the season. But I need you to understand when you pray and focus on him and give and don't worry about receiving, God going to give you a good measure of blessing, press down, shaking together and running over. Oh, yes. Yes, look. Look at here. Let's, let's look at number one. 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 11, it says, Nor hast thou asked for the life of thy enemies. This dude was so 
secure, number one is secure. Pleasing God through praying can lead to security. He was so confident in God, he didn't even ask him to take care of his enemies. Now, heard, I know you wanted my mentor, but I sure tell God to take care of my enemies a lot of times. But his prayer life was so tight. His prayer life was so secure, he didn't feel insecure. He felt so much security, even though he just took over Jerusalem, where a lot of people tried to take over. A lot of the, the Jebusites, the Amorites, the, 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 all the Ikes was trying to get in there and take over their country. He didn't even pray that God kill them. That's how secure he was with God. You can be so secure with God, you don't even have to ask him to take care of a certain thing because you already done prayed more enough. You say, Lord, just let me, let me take care of whatever you want me to do. Lord, what's your will? Let thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Tell me what you want me to do and I will do it. And God, and you know God's going to take care of everything else because when you want his soldiers, he's going to take care of whatever he needs to do to make sure that you fulfill what it is he wants you to fulfill. What does it say? All things happen. Most things? A lot of things? All things happen for the good of those who are called according to his purpose. So when I seek his purpose, he's going to take care of me. If you coming against me, you don't have to worry about him. He's going to take care of you too, girl. Dude, if you know what I mean. If you're doing what God has called you to do, you have so much security because all things happen for the good of those who are called according to his purpose. Even when you messed up, you'd be ego tripping like Nikki Giovanni. Remember what she said? Oh, when she used the bathroom, oil came out. You better watch out. God will bless you so much that even your mistakes will bring you a blessing. Even your shortcomings will bring you a blessing. Y'all do know the shortcoming. I'm not trying to condone nobody to do anything wrong. I'm just letting you know. Don't be out here. And you, you, don't, don't, don't be messing up. Y'all see y'all right here. But, but David messed up and made Solomon and Solomon the king. Now, I ain't telling you to mess up. But what I am saying is, even though David was sinful, even though David was messing up, he was still a man after God's own heart. Because you all, everybody falls short of the glory of God. And he said, if you act like you don't fall short, you a liar. That's what John told him. He said, every, James said, everybody falls short and you sit up there acting like you ain't, you a liar. You telling me God going to tell me a lie. And God, if God said all fall short, all fall short. We all have some shortcomings. We all have some mess up. We all have some skeletons in the closet. You heard me? Something. I'm not saying they got to be people, but it's something. <clears throat> you, you, you heard me? Some bone about to fall out, so stop judging somebody else. Okay? But, what, but, what, but he felt so secure that he didn't even need to pray against his enemies because he knew he was doing what God wanted him to do, so he knew God was going to handle it. Oh, my God. Number two, number two, 1 Kings 3.12 says, <clears throat> Behold, I have done according to thy words. Lo, 
I have given thee a wise and understanding heart, that's God, so that there was none like thee before thee, neither after shall any arise like you after. Woo! Number two, pleasing God through giving and praying can lead to maturity. Can lead to maturity. Why? Where your treasure lies is where what? Your heart is. And where your heart is what? Your treasure is. So when you begin to give to God and you begin to pay your tithe and you begin to bring your offering, you begin to give more than you're trying to receive, God says, your heart is with me, so I, my heart is with you. See, God is with you anyway. He's not a respecter of persons, but he is a respecter of faith. And the more you try to please him, the more your faith will build because the more you try to please God through your praying and through your giving, the more fellowship you have with him and the more you trust him because the more you know him. Because then you'll understand that I can't do it, but I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And when I begin to walk with him and talk with him, come on somebody, he tells me I am his own. Oh, 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 if I could sing it, I would have sang it, but I can't sing it, so I just said it. You saw how I did that, D? You saw that? You saw that? <laughs> ah, maturity. It'll lead to maturity because you're building a relationship with him. When you hang around mature people, you become more mature. Huh? When you hang around blessed people, you become more blessed. What more blessed person can you hang around besides God in the, in the form of the Holy Spirit to talk to Jesus? Come on, somebody. Who, who can do it better? Huh? See, y'all thought Jesus was poor, but the, the wise men brought him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. See, you keep looking at the daggone scenes on the nativity like it's just three wise men. No, it was more than three wise men. They just brought three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They ain't bring nothing cheap. They all came. If it was just, come on, somebody. If it was just three wise men going to see some baby born in a dirty manger, three, why would Herod even worry about that? Three wise men. Oh, okay, man, they crazy, man. Don't, don't even kill them. No, no, let them go. They got to, some king. No, it was an entourage of people. It was rich kings and Come on, somebody. Men of God that had power. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Jesus wasn't broke. He said, I became poor, you could become rich. But if I went from a billionaire to become a millionaire, I'm sad. Yeah, my, my dude, I love Ted Turner, but Ted Turner had got depressed because he went from being a billionaire to a 999 millionaire, and he was depressed like he was broke. I'm like, hey, man, just give me the money. I'll be happy. Still rich. So if I left walking on the streets of gold, come on somebody, if I left angels calling and answering me at my every beck and call, if I didn't have to go use the bathroom, oh, come on somebody. If my body never got tired, if I walked down 40 and two burning generations, emptied out my divinity, Poured out my omniscient. So when I stepped in Mary's womb, I went break open and came out Emmanuel. Came out a man, human, like you, born of a woman, nursing from breast that I created. That's Pope. 
even though I'm rich. Oh, y'all don't hear me. From being the man who snaps the fingers and make a tent to becoming a carpenter. Ooh, he did all that for you. But he wasn't broke. If Judas was stealing money and nobody knew but John, come on, D, if you got $5 and I steal four, you coming for me, right? <laughs> you know what's missing. If somebody embezzling money from me, I might not know it today. If somebody embezzling money from somebody who ain't got no money, <laughs> they gonna know. They were stealing money. They got, remember, some people went to jail because they were stealing from Cosby and some other stars for years. And they didn't know it because they had millions and billions of dollars. They stole 100,000, 200,000 here. They don't even know. That's blessed. So Jesus was not poor. Please get the nativity scene out your mind. If you go get some more, every year go buy three wise men and keep buying it. And go buy some more three wise men and keep buying it and keep buying it and keep buying it. And then you'll get with the crowd. You'll finally get a crowd big enough to say this might have been how many people came to Jesus. But you need to stop getting it twisted and think it was only three wise men. It was just they came bearing three gifts. They didn't bring him no socks and ties, brother, brother men. They didn't, hell, come on, somebody. They didn't bring them <laughs> no tie clips and stuff. They brought him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They didn't bring him no socks and underwear. They didn't bring him no card without money in it. I read your card a little more enthusiastically with something in it. I'm just saying, that's how I am. <laughs> oh, what a nice car, you know? <laughs> He went broke. <laughs> That's crazy because I showed up. You want to read them. First thing I do, there ain't no money and I read it later. <laughs> I catch it next week. I, I, when I fly home to Atlanta, I, I read that card and put them all in the bag. <laughs> So telling the truth. Uh, it's like the poor pit won't let me lie, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like the magic one, like, like Wonder Woman with a magic lasso or something. Anyway, number three. If I ain't raise the card, I will get to you. Thank you for your card. <laughs> number three. Let me get out of here. Verse 13. Uh, yeah, man, I ain't praying. I ain't the maturity ain't came yet. It's it's coming. I still want my good measure blessing pressed down. I ain't got past that one yet. And I have also given thee that which thou hast not asked, both riches and honor. Look here. Pleasing God through giving and praying can lead to prosperity. When you take care of God, he going to bless you. Come on, somebody. Y'all know how y'all send checks to people that y'all know in prominent positions because you're really trying to get a position or something. Come on, somebody. Yeah, I haven't done it before. Send them a gift because you're trying to get in some favor. But if you start giving God what you're trying to give some man or some woman, oh, y'all better watch out. Keep giving me cards without money in it. Give your money to God. Keep it at 100. Let God bless you. God will give you a good measure of blessing. Press down, shaking together, and running over when you start communing with him and giving to him. He has your heart because he has you talking to him and he has you giving to him. 
You know how y'all women do. Ooh, buy me this. Y'all know good and well. Y'all really don't want. Oh, girl, he was going to buy me. I told him don't worry about it. Because they want to see where your heart at. God wants to know where your heart is. Wherever your treasure lies, that's where your heart is. Do you love him? Oh, come on, somebody. Do you, do you love him? Do you, do you love him? He didn't become your standard of poor, he, but he did give up his divinity. He, he, he did give up his, his omnipresence. He, he, he did give up his, his, his kairos time and space and circular time. He came and stepped down in the midst of this linear time to come a human just like us. He, he did it. He took nails in his hand for us. He was born just to die. Oh, come on, somebody. That's why we got to have Advent to make sure that every week leading up to boy, four weeks leading up to, to, to Christmas, we make sure that we understand it ain't about the sale. It ain't about, it ain't about Black Friday. It, it, it ain't about trying to make sure you get all the gifts for everybody. It's about making sure you understand that on this day, on yesterday, the 25th, was the day the King of Kings was born. He was born just to die for you. I'm so glad I preached today. I, I wasn't thinking I was going to do nothing today. Thank you, Reverend Hurd, for not, for not telling me you were going to be here. Because I sure would have had you preaching. I'm not saying, I know you still would have did good, but, I, you know, I, you know, you trustee be looking at you funny when you take too many Sundays off. So I, at least I say this one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> four. Four. Number four. So number three can lead to prosperity, praying and giving. Prosperity. Yeah, the stock market can help you, but God will tell you what stock to get. Yeah, y'all hear what I'm saying? I'm not saying don't do some of the things in the natural, but I'm saying you got to handle your spiritual first. Because he said, I rebuke the devourer. I take care of the pestilence. And sometimes the devourer is a bad crash on the market. You understand? A wrong investment, trusting the wrong person with your money, taking a wrong deal. He'll rebuke it. He'll make sure. Oh, no, that don't feel right. What, girl, one time, I just saw Sister Kenzie because she bought her house. Girl, look at him. I was buying my first house, and I was sitting there. Man, I was sitting there, and all of a sudden, I stood up and said, no, that ain't going to work. Man, I don't know what I was talking about. <laughs> to this day, even though I know real estate, I don't know what I was talking about, Brother Young. I just stood up and said, no. And they said, oh, you're right, you're right. They took all the paperwork back, and they said, you're right, you're right. You don't need to bring this money right here. In fact, you, you're supposed to get more at the table. If they would have asked me what I was talking about. <laughs> I had took now one real estate class. Didn't know, but that's when I started doing real estate because I said, oh, man, they were trying to cheat me. But they were like, man, hi. And then my agent was like, how you knew, man? Man, it was just God. That's all I said. Because that's what it was. I ain't lie. I just, I ain't know. And that's all they asked. I just didn't know. And I was like, man, I ain't going to never use this agent no more. I'm going to be an agent myself. Because apparently she knew what was going on too. Who team you on? You understand? He rebuked the devourer. I didn't know anything, but God I had prayed about the house. In fact, I almost didn't get the house. Because I was supposed to pay my seminary money. And it became between my house and seminary. And God was like, I got to go to seminary. So I ain't have enough of my house. And somebody heard me talking on the phone, this librarian, old, older lady. She said, I'm going to let you borrow this $3,000. I'm 
I'm going to let you borrow this $3,000. You know why? Because my son asked me for $3,000. We worked at Clarkson High School. That was a hood school, so she didn't want $3,000 in there because, you know, the boogeyman come, come get it from you. Yeah. So anyway, so she said, I'm going to let you borrow this money, and you go ahead and get your house. And after I had paid for seminary, come on, somebody, she gave me $3,000. But then God said, you know what? Because you were faithful, I'm going to make sure I make this deal the way it should be. Come on, somebody. I didn't even have to use the extra $3,000 because God had revealed the plan of the enemy, and I was able to give her that money back. But the Oh, oh come on, somebody. Can I talk to you for a minute? You cannot beat God giving. He was not broke. <laughs> he was blessed. That's why the Pharisees and Sadducees were jealous of him. He had a seamless role. What in the world would I draw lots on a raggedy some draws for? What I'm going to bet for if your clothes ain't fresh? Why am I going to be sitting up there trying to draw lots to see who get the robe? Y'all better watch out before Gucci ever was. That was Jesus. Watch out. Walking on water with a seamless robe. See, y'all, y'all be getting it twisted, and that's why you can't handle it when somebody is blessed. You can't handle it when the preacher is blessed. You can't handle it when the Christian is blessed. And you a Christian? Stop letting the world make you feel bad for being blessed. They don't know what you gave up. It came between my house and seminary, I chose seminary because that was my purpose. Seek ye first the kingdom, and he added, y'all don't hear me, and he added the house unto me. Didn't have to use the $3,000 I borrowed. Whew, my God. Y'all better watch out. So you think you can be God giving? Give and watch how God give you a good measure of blessing. Watch how I give it to you, present. I told you about the ice cream cone. You I don't care how cold it is. You better not bring me no ice cream cone with just the, just the stuff on the top. You better press it down. You better get that ice cream in that cone. Well, I'm, cone is just sitting up at the top. You better, you better. I know I paid for one scoop, but you better give me two because you ain't better fill this, this cone up. <laughs> I'm getting mad for real. <laughs> Ben, you know you made a lot of money with Jerry. You better give me my daggone two scoop. <laughs> better give me a good measure blessing. Mess around here and go to Hawking Dot somewhere and leave you and Jerry alone now. <laughs> Woo! Number four, number four, same verse, same verse. He said, I give you, uh, he said, look at verse 13. And also giving the richest honor so that you shall be nobody gonna be like you anywhere no king gonna be like you look here number four pleasing God through giving and praying can lead to dignity 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 am I in the way Look at y'all, the guy up high. Look at y'all. Look at Brother Justin them back there getting the, so my head won't be in the way. See, you can see Sister Ann. Sister Ann be getting mad at me. Thank, thank you, Brother Tab, because she be acting better when she with you. But when she back there and you ain't here, she be getting up to my, telling me to move while I'm teaching. Thank you, man. I appreciate you, man. 
You remember that day? That's all on TV, the back of the head, all in the cameras. Number five. Number, well, number four is dignity. God would bring dignity. He'll, he'll give you dignity. People will call you crazy. People thought I was crazy picking my seminary over my house. I got both. And see, people don't understand when you choose God, he's going to give you everything else. See, this is the thing. Remember when God told Abraham to give up Isaac? Now, he told him to give up Ishmael, but, you know, Sarah told him to do that. You know what I'm saying? Some of us can't even get rid of Ishmael. But he asked him to give Isaac. And then God said, no, I can't take Isaac from you. Mm-mm. Because you will outgive me. I'm going to give you Jesus. Go, no, come on. No, 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 no. You can't do it because I can't. You can't give no more than that. That's all. You can't give nothing more than the whole root of the covenant that I gave you. This is your only son. God said, I'm going to bring my only son because a man won't outgive me. My God, when you start bringing your tithes to the storehouse, you better watch how God move in your life. You better watch how he move in your life. You can't stop it once you start giving God what is his and then start sprinkling the offering on top of it. Oh, my God. You can't feed it. He'll have you walking amongst kings and queens. Let me tell you something. I started the in-touch basketball thing about, what, nine years ago? Long time, eight, nine, I don't know, a minute ago. Started the basketball thing. Reverend Heard, I ain't even, I started, then I stopped, and they didn't want to do it. I'm telling people in midstream that I ain't want to, I don't know. I don't know. And then they said, no, you need to go and do it. They didn't even know who I was. I hadn't done nothing yet. But God didn't let me look undignified. You know, I, I say some stuff, but I don't be caring. That's who I am. But he don't never just let me look dumb, like failing. You know what I'm saying? I might say stuff that irritate people. Shut up. I heard you. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Be quiet. I got the microphone. I'm, anyway, got me feel like I'm on stage or something. They heckling me out. You heard of that? Yeah, you sure do. Amen, brother pastor. <laughs> oh, Jesus, you're telling the truth now. <laughs> but, but seriously, <laughs> dignity, he doesn't let you look undignified. When you take care of him, he's going to take care of you. Ooh, it was some people laughing at you before. Do you not remember this? But God made a way out of no way. Do you know you need to stop getting mad at stuff and start shouting? Today I was fussing because I was turning and it's two ways. You know, it's two lanes to turn and then the car in front of me cut over that way, you know. And, and, and I'm like, man, if I was right there and God said, but you wouldn't, so shut up. And I'm fussing about something that didn't even bother me because God already had me covered. Y'all don't hear me. God will cover you from stuff that you don't even know what's going on in the other cubicle next door to you, girl. She's been trying to mess you up all the time, and you don't even know why she's looking so shocked that you ain't work. It's because they were having a plan against you, but no weapon formed against you shall prosper. God will never let you look undignified. 
You better ask Haman when he tried to build the gallows for Mordecai. They used it on him. God will take the same plan of the enemy. They'll talk about you. They'll ostracize you. They'll try to make you look crazy. But God will keep you dignified because your heart is with him. When you give and you pray to him, he will take care of you. Oh, my God. Let me sit down. I got to wear this same sweat and get on this plane. I can't be sweating. Now. Change. <laughs> Look at him. Whew. God will take care of you. Can I tell you something? Even if you fail that day, you coming back tomorrow. Jesus looked like he lost. He went to the grave and died. Come on, somebody. He went to the grave and died. Got up in three days. He died. He died. He died. He conquered death. And you worried about gas prices. He conquered death. I still, don't, I still, I still get so perturbed. Reverend Heard, when I be seeing all these creatures talk about, and we get up every Sunday, and on the third day, he died on Friday. Stayed in the grave all day Friday. Stayed in the grave all day Saturday. But early Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hand. Hey, not some power, and not a lot of power, but all power. And we say that, but we go home feeling defeated if we lose our job. If he conquered death, what can he not conquer? Uh, 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 this, this, this is what I don't understand. The craziest thing Christians to me believe is that Jesus died on the cross, went to the grave and stayed in there for three days. Got up, rolled the stone away, made his bed up. First of all, I, don't even make, I ain't making my bed up on the way to church. <laughs> Gotta do that when I go back. Why well, I do it when I come back, period. But, but he, he took time, was in the, went to hell, got the key, didn't even get up scared, rolled Oh, let me make up my bed first. Believe he was born of a virgin. Believe all these miracles. But when some type of tribulation comes on us, oh, Lord, what am I going to do? You're going to pray. You're going to pray. You're going to fast. You're going to worship. You're going to give. And you're going to make a covenant with God. And he's going to take care of your enemies. You ain't got to ask for it. Just do his purpose. Jesus. Number five. First of all, dignity. Remember, he, he ain't letting you, he gonna let you look crazy. Jesus looked like he lost, but he got up. It may look like you losing, but you gonna get up. <clears throat> Come on, somebody. I bet you like, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry about putting you on front street, but they ain't gonna really know the whole story. I'm sure you like this job, I bet another job. You'll get it when you go home. You understand? Probably was sad as I don't know what. Now you can walk like you were all day in the parking lot. You know, you know what I'm saying? 
Because sometimes when we lose something, we think God is taking it away to, oh, y'all don't hear me, but sometimes God strips something because it's not our gift. And he said, if I move this and take this away and replace it with this, it'll bring you a good measure, blessing. Press down, shake it together, and run it over. Somebody is about to be blessed. See, this is the thing. This is the thing. This is the thing. And I'm, I'm going back to this. Stop chasing money. Chase the purpose God has for you. And he'll bring you a good measure of blessing. Press down. Shake it together. And run it over. Number five, number five, they're going to get y'all a worksheet for y'all leave. Hallelujah. I'll make sure y'all get them a worksheet. Hallelujah. Number five, you can copy out some other paper. We're going to let you copy today. You can cheat since you just got here. You thought you was early. We only had 10 o'clock. They thought they were early. First time getting to church early, and it's over. I'm on the last. You was almost, you did. You was a minute early, and we had 11 o'clock. And we had 11 o'clock. You'd be a minute early. <laughs> but just like most Negroes, you late. <laughs> I know it is. I know it is. <laughs> oh, man, let me get out of here. But number four, number four, I'm just playing. You still have dignity. You still have dignity. Number four. Number five. Number five. <laughs> First Kings 314. I'm gonna run out of here because I do bigger than me. I'm gonna get security. Jarrell ain't watching. <laughs> he laughing, but he got a mask on. I don't know what he really looking like. You know what I'm saying? Mike, you know what I'm saying? I can't really discern what's going on, you know. <laughs> I said the mask might be fooling me. Alright. Number five. First Kings 314 he says. And if thou, <laughs> Jesus, man, I, I, I know it, it's, he made me this way, so I ain't going to take responsibility. It's just the way he made me. All right, so if I can do my purpose and be me, be you. Don't, don't be nobody else. You know, some members left that got mad because I be tripping and stuff, but that's just who I am. I can't be nobody but me. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And, and sometimes, I, you know, and I do it because I be nervous. Because I be, when I do these fill in the blank, I be nervous because I just seem like they boring. You know what I'm saying? But then Richard, he gave me a benevolent laugh earlier, and it just brought me in. You know what I'm saying? He's laughing. Oh, he's laughing like Santa Claus. Thank you. Number five. I appreciate you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. First Kings 3.14. And if thou would walk in my ways to keep my statutes and my commandments as thy father David did walk, then I will lengthen thy days. Woo-hoo-hoo. Pleasing God through giving and praying can lead to longevity. And see, I'm not just talking about life. I'm talking about that LL Cool J success. LL been around for a long time. Come on, I ain't talking about that. Hammer time, hammer time. I ain't talking about that. That don't last a day. 
I ain't talking about Oak Town 357. I'm talking about LL. Huh? <laughs> I'm talking about Frankie Beverly and Mays. You know what I'm saying? Huh? I'm talking about Ronnie Runner, Runner, Runner Isley. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I'm talking about longevity. I'm talking about somebody that go for a long time. I'm talking about what he told Joshua when he took over from Moses. He said, I'm going to give you good success. And you know what good success is? It's sustained longevity success. I don't want success for today. I want success for the day tomorrow and the next day and the day after that. Oh, oh, oh come on, somebody. I don't want to just be blessed on Friday. I want to be blessed next Friday and the Friday after next. I want to be blessed in my coming and blessed in my going. I want to be blessed in the valley and blessed in the field. What is he trying to tell you? He's saying wherever you are, you're going to be blessed if you're in my purpose. I'm blessed coming. I'm blessed going. I'm blessed in the valley. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed wherever I go. And as long as I give to God and pray to God and fellowship with God, he's going to bless me he ain't going to just give me an ice cream cone on the top. He going to press the ice cream in the cone. He going to give me a good measure blessing. Press down, shake it together, and run it over. That's the kind of blessing I want. See, see, it's too many silly Christians that think they're supposed to be broke. Uh-uh. As if it's some type of Christian honor badge. <laughs> I'm broke. Look at me. I'm a real Christian. I'm not saying God don't love you if you are. But what I'm saying is Jesus said I came to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. More abundantly. And the abundant life, and that means it comes from the Greek word zoe, which means the God kind of life. And God is a God that don't worry about money. They say heaven is made on with streets of gold. Huh? Dorothy had a yellow brick road. No, everything goes. <laughs> you understand? God is an abundant God. God wants to bless you. But you got to step up your prayer life and your giving life. I know you want to get your kids something for Christmas. I know you. I know. I know. I know. I know you want to help Santa Claus out. I got the kids out here. I'm trying to mess up. Mess up Christmas. You know what I'm saying. I know you paid Santa Claus off and everything. I get it. But but when you really have a lifestyle of giving and praying, oh my God, gonna bless you, and it'll be a good measure. See, 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 back then, a good measure was, see, if they liked you when you came in line, they give you, you know, they give you a good measure. Because, you know, you depended on whoever was giving it to you. But then sometimes, if they didn't like you, um, they give you a little bit. Ben and Jerry, whether they like me or not, they know they better give me a good measure. <laughs> Press down. Shaking together and running over. That's what God want to give you. He want to give you an abundant life. But you got to step your prayer life up, and you have to step your giving life up. And when you step those two things up, God is going to take care of the rest. 
because your heart, you have to pray to fellowship with him, and you have to, wherever your money is, that's where your heart is. Come on, somebody. You can't give your heart, all your heart to Gucci. Huh? You can't give all your heart to, to wherever you go. Don't say goodbye. You can't give all your heart now. Can't give all your heart to altar and your faith. Can't give all of it to you. Gotta, some of it got to go to God. 